Welcome to the Word by Word podcast, Chicago's first and only independent source for political analysis. I am your host, Joe Miller. Join me as we travel this great city and dig deeper than the press conferences and talking points. Operatives, beware. The truth is coming. Today, we got an exciting interview today. Well, it's exciting for me because the southwest side of the city where I grew up at, where I've been born, uh, 51st and Western, that area, um, even though this is over in the 20th Ward, not the 14th Ward, uh, this organization takes care of the, the whole southwest side or a good majority of it. Uh, when I found this organization, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe that hey, you had this many resources in one building and such great people that were there. So I'm not going to go too much into it and ruining it because I'm sure my friend here can uh, describe it a whole lot better than here. <laughs> so I want to introduce my friend, uh, David Gonzalez. He's the executive director of the Port Ministries. The address is 5031 South Hermitage, and that's in a 20 war, 20th Ward. Uh, David, please uh, give yourself a better introduction. Hey, y'all. So, yeah, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. I like to talk about the, the port. It's one of my favorite things in the world. So when you said to come on and talk about the port, I, I kind of knew exactly what, what, what was going on. Um, so this is, this is going to be great. Uh, you have, this is your home and I'm, I'm privileged to be working in it. So I'm, I'm yeah, we are, excited about that. I don't have a, you know, because this is the, an independent podcast, I am actually recording in my home. We're sitting in my kitchen Indeed. right now. And, uh, David came over on his Batman scooter. Well, Yo, not a fully real. Yeah. Electric one. It was pretty cool. I, was, I thought it was a, one of those like push ones, but no, fully electric. I can't wait to he's high, my first he's, meeting. He's high speed. It so, um, give me a little bit of background. What got you prior to the port ministries? Because you got an accent, and it's not like mine. <laughs> so please let everyone know where yeah, that, where yeah, that yeah, accent yeah. is coming from. I always, I always hashtag like a Brooklyn kid raised in Providence. So I was, I was born and raised in Prov in, in Rhode Island. I mean, whoa, whoa! I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, Brownsville is my home. Uh, my mom, my sisters uh, held me down over there, and then I found my way in Providence. Uh, half school, half an organization called ASU Twenty. That's just nuts, just bonkers. If you ever have the time to like look at it, it's like an arts organization run by this amazing man called Umberto Cranca that just doesn't say no for an Cranca. Cranca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small dude, too. And he was he was my first, like, real, you know, after teen mentor that, like, told me, you know, you get out of life, you know, what you tolerate. Yeah. And you can do anything you want. And, you know, 55 years old when I met him, and he was, like, playing basketball with us on Saturdays, painting his ass off Saturdays through Sunday, and then coming back and being artistic director Monday through Friday. Uh, it was nuts. It was nuts to, to have that experience. And then, like, every good story, you follow a girl. And that's how I found Chicago. Uh, my then wife was from here. We just had a baby, Prajna, who I'm, like, 90, 99.999999 obsessed with. Um, and then being here. So it was a lot of fun to, like, find this place. And it took a while to get accustomed to some things. And I met some people that were connected to the port. It was a Franciscan organization that was on the brink of closing. And I fell in love with those buildings the same way everyone else does. Like you go in there and you, you like, you smell that place and it's like, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting way because smells can go one or the other can be indifferent. I don't know. Um, but Hey, if it, it, hey, you're I've been, to, I've knows, been, right? to, I've been, yes. And as a professional plumber, um, I can tell you the nose is a very Oof. important uh, sensory organ that we have. But yeah. so you came over to the city of Chicago. How? What year was this when you when you? So came? it was when my daughter was born. I came over. And what year was that? But it was like uh, 2008. Okay. Um, but I never settled down. Like I was still traveling all over the place. Uh huh. So that was a little rough. Yeah. So the port wasn't. The port, how long has the port been? Port there? wasn't port. Port has been around since 1985. I, I didn't even know. 1985. So they're doing a shuffle. Yeah, Super and I was shuffle. trying to raise my kid. Like I was trying to be the okay. daddy that took like two years off. I wore my kid. Like it was gross. Like yeah, it, you know, you have to have physical contact with your kid for like all day, kind of thing. And uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of like an obsessive person. So the the moment that we got here was to try and get me away from really. Jump, jumping into a, a, like a profession that way, but once I once I found the port, it was done. It was a wrap. Like it was it was time to go home. Like it was time to do this. So that really rocked out. Yeah. And then, so you're already here. What? How did you come across the port? 
Um, so there's a series of, like my family has a series of bakeries and right across the street, there was a comic book store. I love me some comic books. Uh, yeah. I love them to a point to where like it's unhealthy. Uh, so when they was, when they was like doing that whole bakery stuff with my daughter, I'd run over to the comic book store and catch the new Batman. Mm-hmm. Little by little, I found out that like one of the comic book owners father was on the board of the port and wanted to talk to me. And I usually go around telling people about like this uh, workshop I teach called Think Outside the Turntable. It's about educators like really uh, connecting with at-risk youth. And I use two of my favorite loves, St. Francis and uh, Jay-Z. St. Francis, what's just for, for people who are here uh, or listening and oh, are not familiar with St. Francis. I'm going to get in trouble with some Franciscans. Okay. Um, <laughs> at the time, I, I used to talk to uh, Francis as the first hip hopper, you know, little boy from Italy okay. in his teens, not listening to his parents. You know, we could relate as hip hoppers, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Parents just don't understand kind of status. Um, and thought he heard a message from God saying, build my church. And then took it literally until he realized that God was talking about like, you know, on a bigger, on a bigger space, on a bigger, on a bigger ground, the world. Um, and then he just started talking about this concept of love, like, in this whole different other way, like how love can really solve things. And it's echoed in a lot of things. A lot of, I echoed a lot of philosophies. Won't get, won't bore everybody with that stuff, but agape love is really the solution to everything. And like Francis felt it and he was willing to die for it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so dope. I thought that was so fresh. And I thought that was like, so hip hop, you know? Um, and then, you know, being from Brooklyn, Jay-Z, Jay-Z has some gems that to this day, I still try and write into grants for the port um, every now and again. So I'm a big fan of both of those things, and I taught them like in that workshop. Uh, I did I did that workshop all over the place um, to try and get educators connect with young people uh, from 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 all different types and backgrounds. Uh, but that's how I got connected. He heard this story, and he's like, "You got to see this organization." Now, when I first got to the port, it was a dump. Yeah, uh, three buildings, a hoarder must have owned it. Um, there was tables on top of tables on top of tables. Any crazy, any any sound person would have been like, you got to run from this thing. But I, all I could see was what happens when you took the tables out, when you mm-hmm. took the garbage out. Like, there was a lot of beautiful space, and there was, like, like a lot of energy. Um, so I, I fell in love right there. And then... Well, the, the for anyone who hasn't been there to the port, the port, it's... So the first time I went there, mm-hmm. it was maybe, like, midsummer and stuff like that. There was some kids running around. And uh, what's his name? Anthony? He had the bread truck outside and he was, I think he was just getting back from one of his runs or something like that. Flipping sandwiches. Yeah. And you know, you, you met me outside, we started walking around and it, to me, it seemed like as if it was like when I went to Italy last year for my daughter's 16th uh, birthday, uh, it seemed like a, like a, a, a monk's villa or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like you had, you know, your place for worship, you had your place for recreation, you had, you know, so it yeah. was kind of to itself kind of self-contained that's what that's what it seems like it's built off of and that's i guess where you make all your room for the different things that you have there so you don't gotta leave you know you you smell it like if you even meet anthony for the first time you fall it's hard not to fall in love like Mm -hmm. guys you know six days a week trying to figure out how to get people sandwiches uh you know at different places in in the community um it's hard to like turn your back on that we have an after school program it was like that needed more space and was trying to figure out like how to how to maximize and impact the community a little harder. You know, the, I, I met people like, you know, Delilah, who we have yep. in common, who, how we met. Um, I'm talking about like a mom of, of, of three kids now that mm-hmm. has a beautiful eye for art and has this, you know, collective of women that you could tell they are so passionate about their stuff that like, the community could only benefit from people like that if they had yeah. space, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that I did anything or like it was resp- like I was responsible for anything. All I did was figure out the ways that spaces worked, yeah. And then they filled it with their love, you mm-hmm. know, like their 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 compassion. And it was like, I, I truly believe that people are good and want to do that as long mm-hmm. as they have that space to feel like that, yeah. you know. So I I definitely made the port up, and when I was thinking about it, it's just like it's a place I never want to leave. So I think other people won't want to leave it, you know? And yeah, when you have that energy that goes into it, like you said, you've been speaking a lot about energy and stuff like that. You, if, if people aren't going to feel it, they're not going to want to live it. That's and it. what's going on there, it's anyone. Okay. So we have, if you're not familiar with that area, the city of Chicago, 
it has been underfunded, uh, underrepresented, up underrepresented to be kind, under resourced, under resourced. Yeah. You know, it's the southwest side of the city, and um, I don't want to go too much into like the politics of the war. I want to stick and be positive and talk about <laughs> about the port. Keep of me positive too. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go pretty, pretty raw in this one. But anyway, um, so you take over the port. Yeah. What, what was the state of the port prior to it? You know, what did you have any kind of programs going on or anything? Or what was, what was there prior? Yeah. You know, the port, the port itself was, is 35 years old. It was created in 1985, roughly. Okay. So it was a Franciscan uh, named Gus that took it over and wanted to feed the poor, quite literally. And he wanted to serve the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read our old mission statement, which is still our, our valid mission statement, it's all about servitude to the poor to find God's love. Yeah. Now, it, it, for me, you know, processing that, and it took about six months, it felt a little self-serving to talk about, like, finding God's love for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really about, you know, sharing God's love with everyone, right? Yeah. And everyone having the opportunity to do the exact same thing. No volunteers. Everyone's a participant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the programs were, you know, mimicking that of a leader that passed away 10 years ago and yeah. was trying to find his footing. Financially, it was in, it was in a whole... Um, you know, direction, leadership was kind of in a hole. So for, you know, this kid from Providence, Rhode Island with a funny accent uh, mm-hmm. that says water differently. Yeah. Um, I really took the teachings that I've learned from Bert and all the other people that I've had in ASU 20 and like the no stop mentality and that you lead through, you know, leadership is through inspiration, not through, you know, dictatorship or, or, yeah. or kind of like a philosophies. Um we just cleaned out the spaces and started thinking about the programming and how it could work in a holistic manner. Yeah. You know, so the free clinic was going on, but how is the free clinic and the bread truck talking to each other? Yeah. You know, the bread truck was going on, but how's the bread truck and the after school program talking to each other? Um, I had this concept of the people school, which is like my baby, Yeah. which is like this revolutionary tool that somehow I got away with. Mm-hmm. Um, no and we'll come asking questions and we'll come back to that because I know that's yeah. that'll be that'll derail the conversation, but keep on what you're going on. You know, we'll like the it's school. like where does it become proactive and not reactive? Yeah, you know, and it, it looks on paper and it looks like when I'm speaking and giving tours that it, it, it seems so disconnected or random, but it's actually not. Like yeah. it's made so that it works in this very organic and holistic way to say I love you in so many different ways mm-hmm. you know like that's really what it is and and once we started getting our stride with that conversation that lingo wasn't about it wasn't about you know finding God's love it was like knowing it was there but now sharing it with everyone and letting them know how powerful they were because of it yeah. you know that's that's what the port became for us and so how how is it be, so not because not everyone so it, it, their cup of tea is religion right yeah so how are you just drawing in the spiritual side of the community or are you bringing in individuals who are not spiritual as well? Yeah, it's, it's not spiritual as well, but you, we have to talk about that religion part for a second because it is based on the Franciscan charism. And the reason why I love the Franciscan charism is, is because Francis doesn't bully you into religion. You yeah. know, what St. Francis really does, he tries to win you over with love, with kindness, with charm. Um, you, you've been there, right? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to ask anyone to go pray. Like yeah. I'm not stopping anyone to like stop their curse words. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome and accepted. Uh, you know, when we're playing ball, I talk crap just as much as everyone else. Oh yeah. Even more if I could, I, I forget that I'm only five foot two, you know, uh, a, a couple of times. The Muggsy Bugs, Bugsy Bugs. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. I got that. Of the syndrome. Port Ministries. I got that syndrome for well, sure. Well, you know, and uh, uh, okay. So individuals who are not, so the way I, I was raised Catholic, but not aware of the Franciscan order. Yeah. Okay. And remember the fundraiser we overhead at, at you, that you guys had at Bourbon Street, I think yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was last year, I believe. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. And you, and I want to say maybe for, I can't remember the, 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 the friar's name, but Brother we, MJ, right? we ended up having a conversation for like 45 minutes just on yeah. beer and brewing beer. So uh-huh. that's what ties me to them because I know they brew. That's right. That's and right. That's when right. the port opens up its brewery, I will be the first <laughs> in line. I will tell you that. Hey, they will love it. I've never seen more people to get drunk like Franciscans on a, on a, yeah. a hot day. Man, it, it's, ab- it's absolutely right. It's like, that's the trick about Franciscan thought and philosophy. And I feel like completely under, you know, resourced 
and, and uh, you know, undereducated about talking about this lake long, but you know, the beauty of it is that if God is present, God is present in everything, right? Yeah. So he's got he's present in hip hop, he's present in love, he's present he's present in death, he's present in everything else that we have. And those conversations that are bringing us together, that is love. That's pure mm-hmm. love. Like and no one is understanding this. Like, I'm not trying to win you over. I'm trying to give you a taste of what love feels like. Yeah. You know, positivity will always be negative. But you, you see it, like, every day. Social media. See how, many, see how many, like, people get attention because of negative comments compared to someone that's trying to uplift you. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, isn't, it, isn't, it isn't sexy. It isn't attractive to make someone feel good about themselves. What's attractive is trying to start drama, mm-hmm. you For know, sure. and if you could change that perspective, which is what the port tries to do is that we'll take you, we'll take anyone where they're at and just love them, period. You know, I've seen Gloria do it. I've seen Molly do it. Gloria being one of the artists in the, in the, in Mujeres Mujantes, which mm-hmm. is our partner, um, do it with students at Richards University, I mean, Richards Academy. I've seen Molly do it in the free clinic. I've seen Darlena do it in the after school program. I see Anthony do it on a daily basis. Yeah, because of the bread truck, yo. Just yeah. flipping love, man. And so the thing too in, in his well, one thing that we have to understand too, you gotta to look at when religion, and this comes from an individual who's taking comparative religion courses in college and stuff like that. Uh, when you start looking at all the different, you know, faiths that are there, you have People from these, you didn't have cities like we have cities now. You yeah. probably had a couple hundred thousand people, a thousand people at most. So these larger ones like Rome or anything like that, you're, you just had a bunch of, because Rome was built on or built on basically a bunch of agriculture, rural area and stuff like that. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the Persian Greek wars, Rome gotcha. wouldn't have flourished. Anyway, yeah. long story short, but you know, the religion, it was, you had a bunch of people who were fending for themselves out in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the banditos, what do you want to call them, attacking each other and everything like that. And yeah. that kind of like formed up the, you know, the Western, I guess, uh, uh, thing of philosophy to sum it all up. But the one of the realists, and me, I grew up Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic. And after my deployments overseas and stuff like that, I became more spiritual, especially after taking, uh, you know, more religion classes and stuff like that. The... The realest sermon I've ever heard, this is over on Eglin Air Force Base while I was still on active duty. And if anyone listening, if you're familiar with the way a Catholic mass breaks down, (laughs) you know, people come in, you stand up, you sing, you sit down, there's a reading, and then the priest will say something or the father will say something. Then there's more singing, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. Sounds about right. And then there's another letter that's been read. And then the, the father is essentially saying two statements to bring the two letters together. And then after the everything is all then he kind of ties everything together like what what was the whole point of that that was long good lord yeah and so he was talking the first thing he said he's like me and my because he was a military chaplain so he's not he's doing catholic faith but he's not a catholic but anyway gotcha, you know, doing gotcha. yeah, yeah. so he's like me and my wife went out for dinner and i only tipped the waitress one penny mm. and you know then you go through the standing up sitting down standing up sitting down praying all this, and you're like why why is he doing that so at the end of it, when he wraps it all together, and those two letters to Peter's to the Romans, I think they were, I can't remember them. But anyway, he said that, you know, the waitress, she was, she was a great person. She smiled. She greeted us. She sat us down. She told us the specials. She did everything like that. She essentially did her job. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did what she was supposed to do. You know, she came when, you know, he's like, I, you know, a couple of times I wanted, you know, I was looking around for my water for like 30, 45 minutes. And, you know, he just kind of like, but his whole main point was is working for tips. And mm. that's what he said with, you know, doing God's work. If you just do what's in the Bible, that is your job. Yeah. You know, if you do more in your, and you know, Jesus is very clear on it, doing your acts and stuff like that. Yeah. Getting out there, being a volunteer. And that's where I've been volunteering yeah, a lot. And vocal about that too. Um, getting out there because if you're not actually doing it, like, yeah, I can go to church every Sunday. I got to right across the street from me. And, but it's still not, enough you know there's still more to do and you know we we're all here in a community uh we all live together if you like the person next to you or not that's what attracted me to the port because of all the different resources you guys had it's you guys are honestly working for tips yeah you know what i mean and that's why i really do appreciate what you guys are doing so back to um i want you know you mentioned up like leadership and management there was one thing that's that's interesting about that 
people think that if they claim themselves to be a leader, if you hear a beeping, I got my windows open because it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful 80 degrees day. outside right now. So I apologize about the beep. beep. Holla. Um, so leadership and management, you know, mm. in the military sector, uh, what we're taught is a leader is obviously someone who's going to do something with the person. You know, it's not yep. it's it's by actions versus yeah. a manager is going to say, hey, go do that. Yeah. Um, the problem that we have in our communities right now, you have managers, mm. tr- you know, telling people or talking to people like they're leaders, but you're managing, you know, you're not really doing it. And also that's different. Yeah. But let's go back to the people's school. What is the people's school and what are you guys doing? Because you have you yeah. had messaged me about, hey, put this on social media. I'm trying to. So yeah. what, what is the people's school? I mean, the people's school is one of my favorite things in the world. It's, it's you know, when people talk about, see, it, there's this thing about like social justice and like also community development and going back into leader stuff. It's like, it ain't about being a good person when people can see you. It's about being a good person when no one can see you at all. Integrity. You, exactly. It's about being in that room by yourself and who mm-hmm. are you, right? Yep. Um, at the same time, it's not about like helping the community compared to like, are you helping the community? Right? Like, I hate, I, I really hate the limelight. Like, as much as I love to talk and as much as I love, like, I love philosophy. I love deep conversation. I hate getting on stage. Like, those days have gone past me. For me, the people's school is the most beautiful thing in the world because it's it's really saying it's like, we don't need outside resources coming into the community. Mm-hmm. The community is already over-resourced. Yeah. We just have to bring it out in them. Someone, someone down the line has told them, no, that is not a resource or no, that is not a way to make money or no, that is not a way or a grind. As you look at the moms in mm. our community, I've already found the solution to the violence in Chicago by just looking and observing at the mamas that walk around every day navigating those spaces. You know, like you wanted to talk about how to balance a budget, yeah. you know, city of Chicago. Go ask one of the mamas that makes a dollar out of 15 cents oh, every yeah. day. You know, like I, the solution is looking at this dead smack in the face every day. I'm just amazed by how much information we leave on the table. And that's why we have to empower as many people as possible. And the people school itself. And, and if you hear the lingo about our the, how it's written is like it's workshops for the community by the community. Mm-hmm. It's to mimic and echo the Black Panther mission statement <laughs> you know like- i'm i'm glad you brought that up so one thing i i so back to hip-hop yeah, right? yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna bring it my we'll, favorite, we'll, my we'll, favorite we'll, topic we'll go back to hip-hop okay so i was a graffiti kid break dancer you know back in back in the days and stuff like that uh i just showed david my Get flick it. book and all that stuff like that Holla. um but I grew up on that. You know, at first I walked into the graffiti and stuff like that. It was just about painting. I knew nothing about the four elements. Yeah. Nothing about that stuff. And when I went to high school, met Lavi Raven. He was an English teacher there. He was one of the OGs uh, for Chicago graffiti. And he taught me much more than about that. The University of Hip Hop. Yeah. It was the Southwest Youth Collaborative. Um, met Karina. Uh, she works over with the Pilsen Alliance and r- ran back into her later on. And she remembered me that, which gotcha. was wild because I was wow. a young buck, you know, this is like, you know, 10 to 15 years later. So wow. like, I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. And then she was like, you went to the Southwest Youth Club. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then everything kind of like came together. So I've been, you know, doing this, you know, f- for so long, but I never had anyone to vouch for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I she was the first yeah. one to be like, yo, I remember this kid, you know, he's been here, you know, so that was really cool. But our age, we're also past, we're like, a little older than the the we're like pre the vouch yeah. years you yeah know what I mean? like you really don't need to be but if there's if you take a little break like me i did my military time that was my yeah. little break but um you know but when you when lavi raven was telling me about what hip-hop was and i started like studying into it it was like the first time you actually had a multi you know racial multicultural yep. creating its own culture it's a, a really essentially you know, an American thing, I want to say. Yep, yep. There's a great documentary. I, I think I, we talked about this before. Mm. The Furious Force Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch yeah, that? We did, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that one right there, because it, it doesn't, they start off with like the 70s and, you know, the Bronx and all that stuff like that. They, but they go straight into Europe. And it breaks my heart because you see that like in uh, Palestine and Israel, you have them using hip hop to cross borders. You got- it's drastically different. Yeah. It's drastically the, the different. The way they're doing it, Versus what we're doing it, it's like we fell off. Even in in Canada, man, like what they use hip hop for, like to build bridges and stuff like that versus here are completely different. Uh, And even today, something so radical for me to bring up 
anything from like the Black Panther movement, right? So like right now in, in, in Chicago politics, if you're on social media, and what gets me in trouble a lot because you have a lot of these like racial coalitions trying to be built mm. where it's it's this person and this person versus these people. Yeah. You know, so Chicago is a one third city roughly. And then we have other races yeah. and ethnicities that are there. So to say that this group and this group are going to have a unity against this group, you're leaving out like five races in that. That yeah. are in this city. There you know you what I mean? So then yeah. right away, you're going to have that conflict and in, in the construct, you know, uh, the deconstruction of any kind of coalition trying to do. But it was a great quote. I want to read and see if uh, what you think about it. Mm. So this is Fred Hampton back in 1969. Yeah. He says, we got to face some facts that the masses are poor, that the masses belong to what you call the lower class. And when I talk about the masses, I'm talking about the white masses. I'm talking about the brown masses. I'm talking about the yellow masses. Uh, we've got to face the fact, face that some people say you fight fire with fire, but we say you put <clears throat> out fire best with water. We say you don't fight racism with racism. We're going to fight racism with solidarity. We don't fight capitalism. Yeah. We don't black capitalism. We're going to fight it with socialism. And when you look at Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Fred mm-hmm. Hampton from here in Chicago, when you look at those messages, they weren't talking about, you know, fights amongst each other. They were talking about getting everyone yeah. together working be it you know if you want to go on the religious side with martin luther king or do you want to go on a radical side with fred hampton where he was just talking about yeah. you know more economic stuff the better bottom picture was like we're all together yeah they know? all they all get to the same place yeah. all the time no matter what you know it, it doesn't matter how you speak there's some truths in the world like the universe is on the side of justice like that's a fact you know mm-hmm. what i mean like these are things like karma like we make up these words oh, yeah. in different ways mm-hmm. and and that's a fact is it I was taught like the best way, the most assholy thing you could do is make your enemy love you. Oh yeah. Like that's, you know, one of the things that like I've learned in my life is that like we not, not just kill them with kindness, but kill them with like sincerity, kill them Mm -hmm. with like real love, real, like real passion for, and share it openly without having them even think about failure. That's why we, how we kill this stuff. They all got to it in different places. They all got to it different yeah. ways. If you take, a, there, there was a great book by Marcus Borg, a, a theologian. He, I think he took a, a, the, same, the same gospels of Jesus along with gospels of Buddha mm-hmm. and put them side by side. And they were saying the exact same thing page by page for like 300 and some odd pages. Yeah. You know, it, it, everyone gets to the same thing when you get to enlightenment. And mm-hmm. enlightenment is love, like at the raw value of it. You know how I many, you know how I many times, and I just talked about this today in my meeting today. It's like, you know how many times someone has actually been hugged without intent? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, how many times, like, you can actually hug a friend and, like, um, I have no... I, have I didn't no even get aid. a hug from David when he came in. I yeah, hugged the shit out of you. Oh, so <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really crazy thing to think about, like, that is actually the key. Yeah. And all these great leaders that are talking about leadership yeah. um, are talking about this key. And we could even go further. In 1982, which I'm obsessed with, and I thank my friend Maitany for reminding me, is... Uh, Audrey Lords, you can't break down Mass's house with Mass's tools. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're really talking about hate. We're talking about discrimination. We can't we can't break down what that foundation is built on using the same exact tools. Oh yeah, that Definitely. they they gave us. Yep. You know, um, and you, when we talk about my love for comic books, I'm, uh, you know, it leads into Wakanda. Yep. <laughs> you know, and he's and he's rocking a Wakanda rocking forever, Wakanda forever. S- uh, sweater. Yep. So it's like he it goes into like Wakanda is like well, imagine if you threw all the, the rules out and you created them from scratch again, and how loving and beautiful that would be, you know, and how 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 creative that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Wakanda is for me. Like you know, the, the, it's a highly advanced area where our people with our our skin color are now getting together and like defining things. That's what hip hop is for me. Like. You know, that at a certain point, there was no battle. There was no reason to battle MCs. Like, yeah. as, a, as a graffiti artist, mm-hmm. there's an element where you're not battling the person next to you to see if you have the, the best burner. Yeah. You're trying to see if you can bring out the best in each other. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's where that goes into at a certain place. It goes into the spiritual realm. And mm-hmm. whether we deny it or not, like, that's on you. Like, because yeah. that, that's, that's, that's a personal endeavor. And I guess, too, in, in where it's most masterfully... Put come to get where it comes together the best is in breakdancing when you have break break breakdancing battles. So Lobby Raven actually set up a breakdancing yeah. club at Hubbard High School, and <laughs> we used to, during get it d- during our breaks like between transitions of classes and stuff like that we ran into each other. We were battling each other, yeah. and then you know we got in trouble for that stuff. Couldn't be doing that because yeah. you would stop a whole, you know, because we'd go through the 1980s Beach Street. Um, 
you know, like symbolism, you know, you're standing there going through straight through the battle, talking, you know, crap to each other. Electric boogaloo status. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah people weren't about that. So, Say, yeah. okay. So we talked about the people's school. We talked about where you guys are at. We talked about the shape. Yeah. When did the port really kick off? And I know it was probably because of Delilah and Gloria and all that stuff like that. I knew it skyrocketed it. right when they got involved. Yeah, but, man. I, I really, I, I, you know, I was taught, I, I'm from the East Coast, so like I know I get everyone hears your accent. Yep. I misinterpreted quite a bit. But, you know, I've even said this on social media and I say this over and over again. It's like, you know, confidence is 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 is, is something your parents gift you or your, your guardians gift you. Mm-hmm. Cockiness is when you forget the gift that they gave you. Right? Like, um, so I was very confident in the fact that I knew this wasn't mine and that the right people had to take over the space. Mm-hmm. Delilah, Gloria, like MM, Molly, Anthony. How do I empower them more to understand that this is theirs? Like this yeah. is all theirs. Sometimes I'd have to be the 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 the, the speaking head, um, and sometimes I'd have to stand my ground about people that were like you know trying to make me compromise things. Especially in this place where I'm new from, where everyone wants to test you. You know, yes. like. Everyone wants to see if you have a value. You know, where are you from, son? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's hard to explain to someone yeah, from Chicago. Everyone's always, everyone's always checking everybody. Yeah, 15 years <laughs> of experience that isn't from here. Because they don't yeah. validate that 15 years of experience. Yeah. They want to just know what neighborhood you're from. Yeah. And it's like, I got none to rep. Like, I'm a, I'm a transplant. I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. Like, but if you give them the opportunity to take it over, that's when it really popped off. Well, like, people started realizing this, like, oh, snap. Like, he really doesn't want this to be, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Like, it's all theirs. And see, that's that, you know, back to the leadership versus management thing. It's it's not necessary. So this that's the problem that we have in Chicago politics. And I'm going to swing this over to the Go ahead. to the politics just for a little bit. Because we have, uh, you know, in my first episode, the uh, the spider's web, you know, I quoted uh, Juan Rangel. He talks about El Dadazo, you know, the anointed one yeah. that's in politics and stuff like that. And that is our huge, that's our biggest problem in the city of Chicago because you have these quote unquote leaders, mm. even though they're just managers, um, they surround themselves with less talented individuals and they want to tell them what to do. And then, you know, you're going to be with them or you're going to be against them. And if you're against them, you know, uh, yeah. fire and brimstone, you know, they stand the, the yeah. religious motifs. How dare you? Yeah. yeah how yeah. dare you? Who, 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 do you? who do you think you are? Mind you, know, you they're using like religious that. motifs, but don't believe yeah, in religion. The, 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 but they know that part. Though, yeah. Right. The negatives. Yes. Everyone knows. The and, negatives. and that's a shame. But when you look at, you know, especially what you're talking about there, you don't have to, um, to, to tell them what to do. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have to explain it to somebody. You had a bunch of lionesses that are out there rocking it. You know, um, yeah. that's their thing. You know, everyone has their 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 piece to add to the you know it's essentially a community a working community for the community there is not once that i've told anybody at the port staff everybody included yeah. i even joke with my newest staff like remember it's like there's not once that i told them what i wanted yeah you know like it's really a, like conversations it, it don't get me wrong we fight like we fight like family like you know there's mm-hmm. there's some people not talking to each other right now like we fight like family but it's because I love fighting. Fighting means well, that two if, people yeah, give a shit. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I was gonna say. If you're if you don't have that passion for, it, you're not gonna you're that's not it. gonna want. You're defending it you as long as it, as long as it's constructive. And you guys come back together, then that's great. And if you're willing to fight me as the executive director, yeah. like even better. Like yeah. I'm I'm more on your side than anyone else. Like and let's go. And for me, uh, you know, from where I work at, that's a breath of fresh air because usually if you attack management or you critique them, and I don't want to say attack attack, oh. you know. Uh, assumes there's physical violence but when you critique something like hey david i don't like that we're spending too much money on this people school stuff you know the bread truck needs a little bit more but then mm-hmm. no no this is my baby this is what i'm doing yeah you know you need to shut up and call her yeah you yeah, know yeah. like the, and that's that's where you see the toxicity starts yeah, yeah. growing animosity between i think other. i'm i mean i'm for sure like i'm a human right like so like when someone is like when we're in the middle of a fight and it's dead heated i don't hear you like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I'm also like, I'm, I'm, I definitely know when I'm, I become an alpha male. I don't hear you, but you better believe the next day, like the two things that come out of my mouth is like, you were right, and I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, and then to go into this whole this level of it is that's where people have to understand. It's like there's no one better than me. No one. I don't care what your education is. I don't care where you came from. Mm-hmm. Like th- that shit don't matter here. Like what matters is that like the goal. People mm-hmm. need to know their love. Chicago has plenty of problems. 
Oh yeah. You know, like Just plenty of problems. When was the last time, you know, we really talked about love being the solution that way? And it has to be with like people taking ownership. Yeah. Everyone's taking ownership of the port. And I'm, I, I, I get to ride the ride and pretend like I'm in charge when I'm really not, you know? Like, no. Well, and well, when the ship starts sinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I'll, when I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Yeah, that fundraiser. That's the only, <laughs> that's that's when no one knows my name. <laughs> hey, dude, remember that thirty-one dollars I need from you? <laughs> yeah, I need that back with interest. I really love that port Inflation, thing, yeah. but I don't know about the thirty-one dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the people school. Yeah. It's because you're you're not you're teaching stuff. Are you teaching tech stuff? Are you teaching what's being taught in there? I can't I can't pick it. Um, so that literally is a call to volunteers. Okay. That. I want them to share their inspiration, whether it be uh, professional, whether it be uh, creative, um, recreational, you name it. Mm -hmm. You get to teach a workshop and success starts at one. If yeah. one other person comes, you're done. Like you've, you've already beat the quota. Uh, the idea of the people's school is that we show and validate that just inspiration and just a share is enough. Mm -hmm. To validate like you know how many moms in our community and i hate to knock out the dads but like you know how many moms in the community can cook with the best of them like i've had amazing meals yeah in the back of the yards from the moms not from the restaurants from the yep. places and that just needs to be validated for them to understand that they can do this with a little bit of help like oh, yeah. if, if only they got them and if i could get the right resources in place mm -hmm. you know the financial advisors the you know ssas the the the, the bync's and if i get everything in place this mom can open her own business yeah and that's and then that goes big you know then we can start falling down the gentrification aspect of it and stuff like that and with the like me i love cooking same aspect mm. of that like my sink is filled with dishes i'm actually embarrassed about it because i got it. it's filled it's an with. aesthetically pleasing uh sink no but way. uh <laughs> the the thing is is i got tired of paying for you know meals that weren't up to yeah. my standard yeah. you know, this is this is trash i guess i'm not going to spend this amount of money when i know i've had better elsewhere you know uh and i make it my own and when you look at like you know, 25th war, what's going on over there, you know, with all these influx of out of state, no, dis yeah. no disrespect. No, 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 but please, you know, being, bringing, I also know I'm part of the problem. So yes. So bringing in the outsiders, like, yeah, it's cool. You get, you know, get a breath of fresh air, but at the same time too, you have those moms that are there um, or, you know, just families that are there. If you have someone who's able to do it, it's getting them the resources for it. So, and I know that is the hardest part because you don't want to hear you know, quote unquote, a broken community standing up for itself. We become trained to to accept that there is some smarter person who can fundraise a whole lot more than we can and has the idea, you know, and that's where we, it's it's a to me, it's a fatal flaw of education. Lies, dude, yeah. lies. I mean, as an executive director. Like I, I, I just told you, like, while we were like in pre-recording. Yeah. I hyperventilate about our budget. If people mm. think there's a fountain of money somewhere that is ready to support you in any way, no. Yeah. Raising money is a skill that everyone needs to learn if they're, they're passionate about something, mm -hmm. as is. I love the port so much, I'm willing to throw myself out there. Yeah. Call every favor in the world. You know that boy that you gotta come up with a twelve month calendar. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> listen, have, man. I need to. Yeah, listen, man. I don't yeah. know about you, but I'm just saying. Yep, I'm telling you, man. You I'm just uh, saying, like, get a couple of guys together. You guys do the twelve month calendar. You know what I mean? It's the same issue, though. It's like people also think that, like, I, I I've had this at the people's school central too. It's like, oh, you get thirty people together. I'll 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 do a presentation. If I get thirty people together, I'm 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 calling a dream come true. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't get why people think these things are easy to to come by. Yeah. And the other the big part that I've like learned through the years is just because you have the resource doesn't necessarily mean it's being accepted by the community. Like oh, yeah. financial literacy and financial development is one of the bigger things that we have to do. When we talk about gentrification, we talk about politics, mm -hmm. which we won't talk about on this, but we talked about off. Yeah. Well like when we talk about those things, we're so quick to point out like what the issues are, but we're not willing to say is like how unprepared we are. Yes. 
you know, like our people in general in our ward, and I'm not talking about race, I'm talking about like our people in our ward, how many are ready, you know, financially, mm-hmm. credit, you know, understanding and knowledge of how money works are ready to get a house. Yeah. That's a big disparity. And you know, additionally too, and that's in the house thing too, that's that's a very specific American value. Because when you go overseas and stuff like that, when you go over to Europe, it's not as um, it's not as sought after, you know, people are, are yep. fine with renting and everything like that. Now it's because East we, coast, I don't, I don't buy anything. Yeah. I rent from live and, and which is fine. You know, you can do that. It's not an issue. So, you know, some people are going to want to buy some people are going to want to, and it comes down to employment. Is it stable enough, you know, to do That's that it. kind of stuff like that? Or, uh, are you, for example, like if you had your own restaurant or something like that, you know what I mean? And, or a food truck or whatever, and you're yep. driving around, you know, you have different locations you got to get to. Hey, I, you want to be close to where you work at. So there's different variables that we have to recognize that yep. are there. And I think too is when it comes down to money, and especially with the politics of Chicago, one thing that we're talking off off record, you know, prior to this is, you know, we're weathered like a breakwater at the lake. You know, I want to reference yeah. the lake because it's so beautiful outside right now. But um, <laughs> the the problem is, even though we're strong, we have our pride. And we're going to stand there and face any kind of weather. The thing is, is we might not be aware of how that water is hitting us. You know what I mean? How yeah. we're being attacked. And that comes down to these misguided communications that are being taught to or being presented to the communities that are not. Where they don't feel like, hey, this is not resonating with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and when you look at polls and stuff like that, especially when our, our last primary, these were some of the worst primaries, even though. All the people you had, this, we just came off the the, the uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, yep. where all those polit- you know the political consultants and organizers had the most data they've had in years and in, in cycles. They were still not able to bring people, and that comes and down to the do, issues. Though? Yeah, that comes out to the issues that they're talking. It about. inspired vanilla. Yeah, right. Because like analytics and everything else, like allows you to like feel comfortable when you you shouldn't be. Yeah, you know. I'm, Who's the most dangerous person in a fight? The person that's willing to get hit or the person that's trying to dodge the hit? Yeah. You know, like you got to think about these things like all together. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work. And you shouldn't be so proud. And, you know, with Chicago politics, you shouldn't be so proud of being willing to take the hit. Yeah. Without, if you could have dodged it. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be some kind of thought and process and all this stuff. It, it, it makes no sense for us in, in, in that realm. We could do so much better. We, we really could. We, oh, we sure. just have to think it out and we have to think it through. And, you know, you already know my politics on, on wards and yeah. coming from the East Coast. Uh, you know, I think it's a scam and I think it's a series of middlemen uh, yeah. laughing at us. But we buy into it. We buy into the whole structure. It's it's because everyone wants to be on a cool team. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So like one 50. thing that we are talking about, too, because we're sitting at 42 minutes right now. Oh, man, we got to finish up right here. And but one thing I want to talk about, and we are talking about, and this is something that more men have to start discussing. And uh-huh. I think that's male mental health. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Um, when you read a lot of, like if you go back to Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, or if you've been going back to some of the, you know, Buddhist writings, if you go back to some of the Japanese writings, there's when, and it's what, this is what shocks me because you have this like, the pseudo warrior mentality that's here in the United States where you have to be yeah. tough, you got to hide your feelings and everything like that. But when you actually go back to warriors, I'm talking about like real warriors yeah. of like swords and shields and you didn't have a gun where you can shoot someone like me. I could, I can shoot someone from like two miles away. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? No uh, personal my attachment market. to them. Yeah. But whereas, you know, you're standing there, you know, like think of all the movies that we watch, Troy, you know, so there's literally with a shield and, and fighting with people. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, yeah. I was just playing that while David came walking in. <laughs> but, you know, there was in those writings that those uh, those philosophers and uh, those warriors were talking about, they were open to their feelings. Yep. They talked about it. Uh, mindfulness, for me, helped me out a lot, especially because I have been I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder in yeah. 2013. And a lot of people, uh, at first I was, you know, confronted with the, the negative... Uh, interpretation people would have like oh he's now he's saying he's diagnosed how are they going to treat him uh but ever since you know it's i guess you know come out with it or whatever it's been pretty positive but one thing the port and one thing i appreciate that the port offers is the mental health services that are there can you talk a little bit about that oh man you know 
I, I gotta be honest, like, you know, it's, it's really touching my heart because like, I'm going through a phase where my mental health has been, you know, something of a subject, uh, you know, I have been as, you know, as a member of this community, but also a member of the port and also, the, uh, you know, going through my own personal stuff, uh, with relationships and family, like I completely relate to the connection that if you don't address it, it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. And in in my past, my family, like we've only been told to hide it. Yes. You know, we've only been told to um, drink aw- drink it away. Oh, yeah. You know, um, to never see a therapist, to never connect. And it's been one of the sh- like biggest challenges in my life now um, to understand the importance of mental health. Uh, I, I just revealed to you that it, I've gone to the hospital many times for panic and like also anxiety attacks. How do you explain it to friends that think you're alienating them mm-hmm. or, you, you know, like that you don't want to hang out with them? It's like, no, it's not that I don't enjoy your company. It's just that I'm trying to preserve myself. Yeah. Right. Like, um, you know, when your social circle's shrinking and you, everyone sees it as a negative, it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard to n- not to offend you. Yeah. And, that, and, and, that, and that's a hard thing to to stomach because then you start. So now you're already going in that spiral. Right. You, yep. you start protecting yourself. You put up your walls. And you have to, you disconnect. It's not really a healthy thing to do, but it's a defense mechanism that you can. And, and then people will attack you for it. You know, they'll talk nonsense about it. Yeah. And that's a hard part for me. So, uh, uh because I've, because gone, it, they be, take it so personal. Yes. You know, like if I, if I, uh, so, so for instance, I'll give you an example. Social media sometimes is, a, is, is something that I, social media is the best. So, social media is one of those things where like I get inspired by. Mm-hmm. If I see you having a drink on the weekend, I work harder because yeah. I don't know why someone would take it as a break when it, it's my time to show where I shine. Yeah. At the same time, it's the place where like, if you're saying things that mess with my psyche, I have to cut you off. Yeah. Like as is, I don't care how close we are. We're probably like close as heck in life. Mm-hmm. But do you know how many like personal messages I get with like, why'd you stop following me? Yeah. Why'd you, it was like, I, I, there's no easy answers to that. It's like my mental health was in conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a panic attack because all I saw was negativity today. Yeah. You know, like I was up until three o'clock in the morning and I wanted to clear my feed of anything negative. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you. It was what I felt was attacking me at that moment. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go out. You know, like yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hang out all these things and every like everyone rather than thinking it's a me problem mm-hmm. think it's like well what did i do to piss them off yeah or, wh- what happened you know it, it's so i'm very glad that the port is going into this space um we've we've been doing it on a grassroots way with dr hugo solari mm-hmm. um seeing p- patients every other every other week mm-hmm. now we have finally I have a relationship with saint anthony's and now going with the vocal grant where we have a caseworker and a health care professional on site Mm-hmm. Uh, 40 hours a week it, the stigmas it has to be gone it, yeah. it really does it, it has to go because I've lost many of friends I've lost I've had many hard conversations about what I'm just going through myself right now mm-hmm. and me and my therapist are the only ones that know or are processing what I'm going through yeah um but I dare anyone to not understand the human element that if you have a broken bone we fix that. We put a cast on it. Yes. If I have a broken logic pattern, mm-hmm. I have to fix that. You yeah. know, like, and that's where it, it really gets confusing. The port is breaking new ground yeah. on how to do that. And we're using our art as part of the therapy. We're using our sandwiches as part of the therapy. We're using volunteering as part mm-hmm. of the therapy. And I love it. And I have to, and I get inspired by it. And that's what makes me not want to quit in my, my, my voyage yeah. with mental health. I'm just blaming baby boomers. It's just them. I'm, I'm, I'm everyone, you know. I got a board member that blames that I'm millennial, so I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh. and like me, I'm not. I'm like right. I'm, I was born in 1981, so they had to create a new yeah, yeah, something yeah. for us. I heard we got a new name. We have a new name, so yeah, we weren't millennials and we weren't generation because we were X born in an analog age that moving into over. a digital age, right? Yeah. Like so, and we're also and we were talking about this when you came in. I was playing Assassin's Creed. We went from having eight bit video games to. And that's what scares, I don't want to say scares me about technology, but that I'm actually, you know, I love history. Yeah. Roman, Greek, all the ancient stuff that we know about because it shows human technology. They were mm-hmm. just, they were distinctive 
areas in our development. Yeah. And we're at the dawn of it right now. Oh, if you man. think about it. Oh, yeah, if yeah, you, for if you really sure. Think we're, the, we're like straight up. They're going to talk about it. I'm pissed. And that's what I love about social media right now because people are losing their damn mind on it. Yeah. But it's because we haven't considered that we just started with it. We're I'm not going to we're not going to get it right. Um, they're in, and the best thing about social media is they're going to have our words for eternity. They're going to look back. There's gonna be lectures in like 50 years laughing. Like what was David thinking? I don't even even think about that. You know, like this is how simple my butt is. I just saw the Avengers very excited about the Avengers combo geek established. Like I love the Avengers. I'm scared that like, I won't live to see Avengers eight. You know, like I just won't, I won't see it. But what? It's someone outside made noise. People are yelling. Like I won't, I won't be able to see that 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 joint. My kids will. Yeah. You know, like it upsets me that like they'll be able to see the finish of that story. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about Pixar, right? I had to wait every year. Well, I see, the great thing know. about that now, you and there's okay, so they're supposedly introducing sixty-seven characters for this after. So Don't, there's so I much may not more. Make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to. We're, we're not going to make we're, it. We're going to have to have a family tradition. You have to set up a family tradition. You know, you got to have oral tradition, and that's what's scary too. Let's go back to human history. You start talking about oral history and all that stuff like that. You you can talk about back in my day. Back in my day. Back in my you know day. You know what? Iron Man War. could not put his feet together and have a single rocket. You know, but at the same time, I also say this. It's like Infinity War was something I was talking about in third grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the comic book was out way back when. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now but we got now kids thinking like, oh, now, that's just a movie. Now it's brand new. That's yeah. cool. Good talk. All right. Thanos and how many? How powerful he was was it? I got into many a fight in yeah. high school for that shit. So, and that was the first cuss word dropped in by David. Oh no, no, I cursed many a time. Go, I, go back and I, check I, that I, out. I tried. I, I tried. Oh, that was the first one I caught. But so back, <laughs> back into, you know, the, the importance of mental health and what that's there. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ran into the port. So I, David personally gave me uh, the the whole tour of the port. This is you know mm-hmm. two years ago. And this is as I was going through my uh, mental health recovery uh, because I had a, a bad batch with medication, misdiagnosis. Uh, it took me about four months. And that's another thing, too. People are really wary of or I, you should be wary of. You should really talk to your your medical provider, because yeah. for me, I was like, OK, give me them. I'll be fine uh, because I was in such a moment of crisis. I really didn't. And it just made things worse. But the port has that there. How many from where you guys and where you're located at? How many other services are like that? You know, we're we're in a mental health desert at the moment. Um, Arturo, and at the time, I want to say you you guys were all for the whole South and West Side, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was it. I, I came through, and because I was an outsider or, or what is it, transplant? Yeah, I didn't believe yeah, in transplants. the whole uh, back of the yards, Canaryville, Bridgeport, yeah. Pilsen thing. Um, wherever my bread truck could drive to, mm-hmm. that's where, that's my community. Yeah. You know, that's how, that's how I distinguish it. So like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult because like, if you look on a map, if you go right now and you say mental health services and you look at, at, at where the port is at, it's mm-hmm. a desert. All you have is a, a series of AA meetings. Not that that's not, yeah. uh, that is you a, know, that is a part that's of really important, like parts, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's this new and it's not us at all. Like we just we just jumped on the wave. Uh, Arturo and Saint Anthony's and the Volca Grant. I gotta say, Bruce Wellums from Holy Cross has been leading it. Uh, Claudio uh, Adives has been really focusing on it a lot, quite a bit. There's a whole mental health capacity. Um, every one of them has made it so that mental health is a, a is a focal point. In mm-hmm. all our programming, yeah, um, that has nothing to do with port. We just again, we and you guys space. just and I was so happy too because I want to say maybe it was like a week or two ago. By, Byron Sincho and them over from the Pilsen Alliance, I think That's they right. have a mental health community. Yeah. Uh, they were posting on Facebook, and I was trying to get them over for years. <laughs> the moment I found out about, it, I was like blowing the trumpets outside. Yeah, Byron still blew me off. I ain't gonna say nothing, but that's cool. Yeah, and I was out there screaming, top of my lungs. Man. The port, port, port. You know, those the Pilsen fires that were going down, yeah. and you had all the, uh, and um, uh, all the arsons that were going down. And the port was there with mental health specialists on standby, you know, for everyone right. that was affected by it. You remember, I that's the day we put uh, cots out in, yep. the ba- in the basketball court just in case somebody wanted to come there instead of doing something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember so, that. Holy snap. Yes. So you have, okay, so we talked about the people's school. We talked about the mental health stuff. 
And then I you guys have a pharmacy too, don't you? We have a pharmacy. So you, whatever we and get we're donated. not talking about street pharmacies. We're no, talking about no, no, legit no, 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 real like, pharmacy. Real pharmacy. So we also have prescription uh, prescriptions from our doctors for the Walgreens four dollar list. So if you can't afford your your uh, prescription, we try to get you on the generics as quickly as possible. Um, you know, we, we try to do whatever we possibly can. We we can even do blood work there now. No kidding. So yeah, it, it really works out well for us. And 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 the doctors are. You know, we have that many doctors because we know the healthcare system is broken, you know, and we're trying to fix it ourselves single-handedly in this grassroots kind of format. And you're doing blood work now? Can you do... Okay, so because we were talking about too, because David said I scared him with the lead test and the Man, water and stuff like that. Sure. Okay, so lead has to be in your blood, has to be in your blood, has to have a negative side effect. You got to right? tell me what it looks like. Oh. So the only way to find out if you're going to be negatively impacted by this stuff is through a blood work, through a test. You know, maybe that's something that you guys... I would have work to speak out doing to one it. of our, yeah. our medical health See, if, if you guys are doing bl blood tests, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. It does. Because people are, people are really concerned about it. And when you seen the Tribune's article, what pissed me off was the way you can't, they took bottled water. Um, huh. Okay, so they took the numbers. So bottled water, because it doesn't come from actually tap, is 15 parts or five parts per billion, which is like very minuscule, very small. Okay. Right? So our taps... Um, you know, comes from your faucet. You're supposed to run them prior. You're supposed to give them like any 10, 20. There's no real set like minute tone or whatever like that, but you're supposed to run it for a little bit. Expect the longer you've been without using it, you should run it for a little bit. I you want cold this. water coming I didn't out. know this number. Yes, you want to run it okay. because water, when it sits, it stagnates and bacteria grows. Great, thanks. You know what I mean? Appreciate it's water. So you always run it a little bit. Anyway. Now you tell me. So when you start looking at the 311 list where they said 70% of people have lead. Yes. They, there's lead present in the water, but it's not to the point of action. If it was bottled water, which is because there's no, you can't flush a bottle of water. You know okay. what I mean? Like you can't rinse that water out. Whereas a tap water, you turn it on for a few seconds and let it run out. Gotcha. That's gotcha. why it's 15 parts per billion. And when you look at all the lists that are, are all, because when you submit the 311, or if you call 311, you can get a free test delivered over to you and they will share those, huh. that information publicly. You can go to a website and do it. Gotcha. So yeah. the highest one I want to say was like 2400 North. Like something. I, I'm completely wrong with this, but it was like from the first pour, because you got to do three pours. The first one was like 12 parts per billion, right? Okay. And then it winged, excuse me, down to like seven or whatever, which is exactly. still under the EPA and CDC's you know, thresholds. It was perfectly safe. But if you take the bottled water requirements, it's over five. Stop it. And that, and it, so they basically manipulated data and are freaking people out right now, which is, Yes and no, like yeah, lies, but it's, yeah, it's 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 very and then you know you had Vice News that ran with it, you had all these people, and it was just like no, stop doing that. But anyway, that's ridiculous. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a juking of the stats I ever see. I'm pretty sure someone's gonna run on that yes. platform. Oh, I'm, for sure, I'm pretty sure, for, for sure. Like, and I'm the thing is too, the majority. So majority of the mains, you're responsible. For even so, the moment it taps off that city's main, like your response, it's your responsibility from when it comes off the tap to your house. That's ridiculous. So even if there is lead, lead in it, it's most likely in your own home and property. Wow. So while people are like, "Oh, the city's got to pay for this," technically, legally, they do not. You have to pay wow. for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. So that's 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 you know. So if you want to push that, remember it's probably in your house. If you want to work on mental health because of what the city's doing to you, yeah. Uh, the point is not the place, but yeah. it's something we need to definitely focus on. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and wrap this up because we, Please. We, we've been we've been going pretty long and we're almost out of wine. So are we? Damn it. We're almost out. But the port ministry is located at 5013 South Hermitage. It's in the 20th Ward. We talked about a lot of stuff. There. Essentially, the, the port, you have after school stuff, you have mental health stuff, you have healthcare stuff, you have a pharmacy. It is a full circle community um resources that it barely anyone knows or talks about we're gonna have to get rent those like spotlights or something like that ah. to figure out some kind of bringing it out there because we don't have that nana says drama drama Nana's, drama gets attention you, you know, know something like this doesn't we uh, have to call Mori up. yeah more that's, that's what it, get, that's it that's what get you and the girls that's it get you gloria delilah get, you guys get on Mori. And just make up some. You're making some it all happen. You're making it all happen. I'm telling you, that's how you do it. And everyone's like, "Oh man, that port's wild." Man, that we get a reality crazy. show. <laughs> reality show as this, and you know, thank you so much because before we even started recording, I was like, "Don't get me in trouble talking about politics in the Ward 20." And I, so I, we made it through. What time? We have one hour, and we didn't even get in trouble yet. Nope, nope. nope. I'm pretty good on that. So no I, 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 worst case scenario, I was going to throw my hat at you, but. 
We're here. If find David on social media, you can find me on social media. Sure. Reach out to me. I'll take you down there myself if I have to. I'll pick you up wherever part of the city you're at. I'll drive your happy butt down there and make you even happier at the resources that are there for you. Because Come on through. the city of Chicago, we're not getting it from them. We're not getting it from these, you know, quote unquote progressives. We're not getting it from the quote unquote Democrats. It is from the good hearts of individuals that believe the community deserves more. Right. And when we start doing that, uh, believing in ourselves, things will start turning around. You know, we're not, you know, no politician is going to do it for us. There we have is. to do it for ourselves. So uh, I appreciate you listening. Um, my voice ain't that great. David don't sound that much better. Nope. But you sat here for an hour. Uh, you could have been anywhere else, but you were here. And I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.